So I want to remove the worry and be like, hey, your son, your son's reading levels a third grade, but he's in sixth grade. So what, right? Is he still showing up? Does he feel good about himself? Does he, does, does he have self-confidence? Is he working hard? Keep moving, right? Don't forget it, right? I'm, my reading level is probably still third grade. I wrote a book, you know, it was the top 2000 book on Amazon this morning on all of Amazon. It's crazy, right? But I, and, and, and there's definitely a run on sentences and no commas and peers, whatever, right? But that's not the point, you know? I'm not the best writer, right? But it's on the best sellers ranking, you know? So whatever, it's, 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 it's the message, you know? And it's the work ethic and the perseverance and the grit. It's not the reading level, the grades, the test scores, the SATs, the Ivy League. Forget that stuff. It's not, that doesn't make you, you know? And that's what these parents are always comparing to because that's school, right? But let's look at it differently. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week, In this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest is Jordan Toma. He's just a kid with an IEP, an individualized education program. He went from a struggling student to a speaker and author. Now Jordan's the number one youth motivational speaker and youth advocate in the United States. He says, and I quote, I needed who I am now when I was younger. Now I will be that person for someone else, end quote. Jordan gives hope to young kids who are struggling in school and helps them to see their potential. He also draws on his own experience with his mother when he was a kid. She fought hard for him, his growth, and his success. He helps kids understand that their mom is doing the same for them, even though they might not see it that way right now. Over many, many years, Jordan realized that his struggle was his strength, and he's helping kids realize that too. Jordan, my man, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, buddy. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. 
So I was telling Jordan before we hopped on, but I, I got introduced to Jordan. Uh, or Jordan really came into my awareness uh, from my cousin, uh, who's got a few uh, teenagers. Uh, so we'll get into what Jordan does. He seems like just an awesome guy, man. Watching your videos and stuff online, you have some fantastic energy uh, and the work that you do. And I think is amazing. And your handle on Instagram is I'm um, just a kid with an IEP. What is an IEP? So an IEP is an individualized educational plan, right? You get that when you struggle in school. And my whole life, I hated that I had that right throughout school. Like I didn't like it. I I thought I had this advantage and I, and I used that as, as it grew roots in everything that I did. And I allowed that to stop me. But the whole time I was missing, that was really my edge. That was really my advantage. And that's why that's my handle now. And I'm proud of it. But it took me a long time to understand that, that that's the reason why I am and who I am. And I used to run from it, but now it's, it's me, you know, and I, and, and I own it. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, I want every kid out there that's struggling. I want them to own it. I want them to realize that's their, that's their strength. That's my so handle. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're doing, man? Right. You're going out around the country or around New Jersey and stuff. You're helping kids who are struggling in school kind of get a solid foot on the ground or feet on the ground and just help build them more confidence. Right. That's what I'm doing. So that, that's what I'm just doing. IEP is really all about. So I started with, I wanted to speak at schools, right? And I wanted to speak at schools. I was trying to get into schools. And I've been trying for a long time, six, seven years, man, doing everything, emailing, I emailed every single principal, I think, in the United States from 2015, 2016, 2017, trying to get into schools. Nobody knew me. No one, no one responded, right? But I just kept doing, kept doing, because I knew there were so many kids like me, right, that feel like me in school. And the biggest thing that I don't want them to do is I don't want them to stop right now in school where they're struggling, right? I want that to be the reason why they push even harder and then they prove it to themselves. I know how powerful that is to do. But I also know how hard it is to do too. And everyone needs that encouragement and that hope, a little bit of hope. And that's what I want to do. I want to be that hope to say, hey, listen, I know you're studying all night long, right? And you still don't get it, but you can't stop. You got to push through here. You're going to get it. And that's the difference maker of where you, you, know, you really find yourself. So I just want to be the reason, the person I needed when I was younger. And, and that's all I'm trying to be, you know? I'll tell you, man, I could have used you when I was younger. I, uh, I always did. I was like... B A's and B's, B's, B pluses and, and up in school. But it was always really, really, really hard for me to, to get those grades. I had to really study a lot. Like my brother was older than me and he just got things really quickly. And he like never had to study. Right. And then I'm <laughs> studying like three, four, five hours a night, like especially when I hit high school. And it was just tough, man. I was like, what is like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I get this? Why does it seem simpler for other people? It's like I am still doing, you know, good enough in school. But compared to other friends who are just smarter and doing better, looking at myself, working harder, not doing as good as them, not getting A's every single time, that was that was tough, man. I could have used someone really to to help give me a different perspective at that time for sure. It's tough, yeah. But but look what you've done now, right? Like if you look back on all the work you did, right, to get those grades, that's the reason that that made you who you are, you know. And like, not saying your brother isn't like successful or anything like that, right? But but you learned how to overcome things, right? And keep on showing up when you didn't get it. The guys that just pass on the first try, right? They're not ready for the world. They're really not. They Sometimes they think they are, right? Because they got A's. I have a buddy that used to study in college, dude. And I would be in college and I would study. Dude, I would get my syllabus, right? In college, you get a syllabus. I never knew what a syllabus was but I got to college. I'm like, what is this? You know, it shows all your work. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I have all this work to do. So I would take the syllabus, right? And I would go to the library and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to do 
everything on the syllabus for two weeks, right? Whatever's due in the next two weeks, I'm going to do everything in every class. And I would sit there and I would study. I would write my notes. I'd start my papers. I'd do everything because it took me, I knew it was going to take me two weeks just to get where everyone else would be in like one day. And my buddy would always make fun of me. He's a friend of mine, but he would bust my chops and make fun of me. Jordan, you study for like 30 hours a day. I study for 30 minutes. We get the same grade, right? But I was like, dude, you don't understand. I have to, right? But later in life, he actually, he actually like, he came to me when I was looking for a job and things like that. So like it all came, we're good friends. Like I got his back, you know, but, but it showed me that, Hey, it wasn't about the guy that could pass the test in 30 minutes. It's about the guy that has to study for 30 hours a day for a week just to get that grade. And, and that's the difference maker. You know, it really is. I love that, man. That, uh, those are the things that, and it's hard to see when you're a kid uh, or even when you're in high school, right. That it's like, these hard times, these struggles that I'm working through and I'm getting through that are really difficult right now that I don't see an end to, uh, that I don't even understand why these are happening right now. It just seems like a struggle that I have to go through that doesn't seem necessary. Right, uh, right. Are really those things that later in life that like help make you a better person. They do. Like for really me, do. myself, like it literally having to work so hard, it, it really instilled like a really great work ethic in me. Um, and really understanding that like, no, everything is not going to go my way all the time. And like, that's okay. And that's like a lesson. If you can learn that as a kid early on, that is a great lesson. Right. to learn. It is. And that's, and that's the gift these kids have. And I didn't know that. That's why I'm like driving five, four hours just to show up someone's door to give them the book to tell them this, because like, it's like, it's an emergency, you know, they got to know because if they don't know this, right. And this is like, you probably can relate this being younger, like all those nights when you're studying, you want to quit there's a very good chance that like, you quit. Right. And then when your mom's telling you, Hey, you can't quit. You're like, mom, you're just my mom. Like, what do you know? Right. And then you sit there and you question everything. But what if they just, what if they understood like how important these moments were? Right. And realize like, this is, this is your, this is your strength, right? This is, this is, you're getting hit with like the hardest thing in life now. Right. Instead of being 30 and getting hit with this, you're getting hit now at like 12, 11. Right. And you're overcoming this now. Do you know how prepared you're going to be later? Like this is, this is, this is your struggle is your strength here, man. This is it. So like, that's why, man, I know I, I, I can't let them fall through the cracks here. I can't. I love that, man. Your struggle is your strength. And it is just like when I was first watching your videos and I saw that as your struggle is your strength, I'm like, what exactly does he mean by this? You know what I mean? Like, in what direction is he taking this? And then watching some more videos and really understanding that those moments that they are hard, they are your strength. They are going they to are. give you that strength later in life, they're going to literally make you that better person for sure. They are. And, and I know like these kids, right. I know they'll look back on their life. Like I think about it all the time. Like I remember being in that library, dude, like just sitting there going like, is this worth it? Are you kidding me? Like, why am I the only one up here rewriting every chapter, just trying to get this twist done and no one else is caring about it, but me. Right. But like now, when I look back at my life, I'm 33 now and I look back and I'm like, those were like the best moments of my life. Because like I was really finding myself in those moments, you know, and like I owe those moments to everything that I am now. And I, I never would have got here if it wasn't for like those moments. And it's hard to see it though. You can't see it in the moment, you know. So you need someone to say, "Hey, that moment that you're in now is going to be worth it. Just keep going," you know. <laughs> you just have to. Yeah, to be able to give those kids, to give those kids that foresight, uh, and coming from you, right? It's just such a wild thing. It's like. 
I remember this being a kid coming, you know, things coming from my mom or my dad. I'm like, all right, mom, I get it. All right. Like I didn't even want right, to right. hear it. You know what I <laughs> right, mean? Right. Or so it like angers you. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And really to have someone like you come in and, and really give that foresight and that perspective that hopefully will be more easily absorbed from that child, you know, than from their parents. So to give them that, that, angle is something that's just so, so special. And it's going to be something I feel like later in life, they're going to be like, wow, like Jordan, when he came through, he, he really shed some insight on what was happening at that time. And maybe even at that time, they didn't fully, fully, fully grasp it, but at least right. opens their mind to it a little bit. Uh, and right, to give right. them that sort of, uh, that, uh, look on things, I think is just so important. It is. And it is. I just want, and I want them to get to those moments where they want to quit and just remember like a little bit of what I said. Right. And then the cool thing is I give them my book, which like, I can never write that book ever again. I wrote that book, like from my heart, it took me two years to write it. And I, like, I'm not a good writer, but like when things come to me, I could do it. And then it's gone forever, but I put it all on there and I know like everything in there, they can use that book forever. So if I leave, right, I say what I say, but me being there, plus leaving them all my words in that book, like I know like what I really want to do, I want these kids to say, Hey, like if Jordan can do it, I can do it. Right. And now I'm going to go write my story. And then someone else is going to be inspired by their story. Right. And then someone else is going to go do it. And it's going to be like this domino effect of all these kids that ever struggled in school. And I know there's millions of kids that have quit on themselves because of it. But what if all we get all these millions of kids that were just about to quit to prove it to themselves and do it. And you know, it could just change like the trajectory of every kid that ever struggled in school. And like, it could be like this huge domino effect. That's what I want with this book and everybody. And I really want to see that. I love that, man. That's the vision. That's <laughs> right. That's awesome. That is the vision. I love, uh, you know, someone that's obviously so passionate about the stuff that you're about the work that you're doing to see it very quickly, your vision kind of laid out like that. And to even know, obviously that you have that vision of you shifting the way that things are functioning right now and how kids are making their way through school is so cool. Yeah, man, that's that's it, man. Jordan, who who were you when you were a kid, man? And like, what, was it you being a, a kid that struggled in these moments that inspired you to want to do this now? Yeah, I was the kid that, man, I couldn't get on the school bus because I had so much anxiety. You know, I would sit there and watch all the kids jump out of the car and I would cry because I wanted to go and my dad would yell at me. You me know? too. Me too, it's, dude. It's the worst, right? That's why the cover of the book is the, is the school bus because like that was like my biggest fear as a kid, little kid. I couldn't get on the bus, you know, because I knew when I got that bus and the doors shut, like I was going to school and I couldn't get out. You know, it was like, I was like, here we go. So like that first step, you know, up those stairs and I talk about it in my book, like those squeaky brakes, you know, I hear them now I get anxiety, you know, <laughs> but uh, that was me, man. Just like you man, the bus, just like, like, and dude, you wanted to go, right. I wanted to be like everyone else and I just couldn't. And then I knew every day I missed school, like I was more behind and then that would pile on me and then that would make me feel overwhelmed. And then I would feel like, Oh, I'm missing out. Right. Cause you're, you're young. Like you feel like, you know, everyone's going to school, but you, but you just can't get over it. And like, when I was in sixth grade, I went to school like 80 times. I just couldn't go to school. And it was just so hard for me because every time I went to school, it was like this reminder, Hey, you know, you know, I I'm lost, I'm lost, I'm lost. And I had, a, I had a, I had a few like teachers that I really cared about, you know, that cared about me. But I never had anyone that like looked at me like in that classroom. I was like, hey, Jordan, listen, I believe in you. I know this is hard. I got your back. and I'm going to help you. You're going to do this. You're not, you might have not, what new, you might have no idea what just happened in class today. But after class, we're going to sit down. We're going to get this. I never had someone do that. 
So when I speak to the schools and the teachers, I tell them, like, don't forget about the kids that are in the back, the kids that are getting in trouble, the kids that that are that are that maybe are are causing chaos in the classroom, right? They're frustrated and they need you to look at them and tell them that you, you know, you believe in them and you're gonna be there with them because because they need that, you know. And I was that kid and I never thought I could ever do it. I never proved it to myself. And I and I had my mom, like you said, right? I had my mom in my corner, but my mom was like so annoying because I was so frustrated. And then my mom wouldn't stop and I would lose my mind on my mom, right? And my mom was my enemy. Really, was she was she was my my fighting for me, but she was my enemy at the time. And it was just like this spiral, man. And I, and I just I sold myself short for 18 years, man. I gave up on myself. I did nothing. I had a 1.7 GPA. I never passed an assignment once in high school, once on my ever. I failed everything. And I failed out of a private school. My parents sent me to a private school my freshman year. I failed out. And then I went to the public school and I had a really negative experience at that private school. I talk about it in my book, but I had a really negative experience. And then it just, it just like, like I really went to that new school to kind of maybe like have a clean slate. My parents were like, Hey, it's a private school. There's help there. And I just wanted to be like, I just wanted to like feel like everyone else. And I had this experience where this, I wrote this paper with my tutor. I worked really hard with this tutor. And the first time ever I sat down, I can't sit still for too long. It's hard for me. So I sat down with this tutor. I really worked on this paper. It was all my own words, all my own ideas. And I couldn't wait to hand it in like everyone else, right? I just couldn't wait to do it. And I wanted to, like, I remember being there with the kids, like handing the papers and going, this is what it feels like to do your homework and hand it in. You know, I, I felt like this normal feeling, right? And then I just, dude, I just wanted this grade back. Like that. I didn't care if I got a D. I just wanted a grade back like everyone else. And I was sitting there in the class, just waiting for this paper. Cause this was like going to change my whole life. Like I needed this and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden he hands out all the papers. He puts it on my desk, dude. And it's, and it says, see me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm waiting for this grade. My whole, it just says, see me in red pen. I walk up to the podium. He looks at me and says, Jordan, I used to work for the FBI. Don't lie to me. Who wrote this paper? So right off the bat, he didn't believe, right? Cause whatever he thought of before me, he didn't believe I could write a paper because maybe it was edited because I, I did, I sat down with a tutor, but like I worked on this for two weeks. Then he goes, I don't, like, I go, I did. And he goes, I don't believe you. It's an F, put a big F on it. And I started to cry because I said to my mom, I came home that day. I said, mom, I do everything you tell me to do. I work hard. I study, I sit with the tutor, which is hard for me. And I still fail. What's the point, you know? And I went home that day and I never went back to school there. And I failed out of that school. And I took that negative experience, went to high school and just gave up completely. So that was a real tough, um, situation for me. And I, and I, I, that like really stopped me from where, you know, from everything. That just, as a kid, that is so, so crushing. Yeah. To literally have all this anticipation, waiting, 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 finally be able to turn something in. And then they don't even believe that it's you. No, didn't believe it was me. And it was like, I felt so bad because I knew like, you know, when you're a kid, you know, like, you know, what's going on. Like, I knew he didn't believe that I could do it. Right. Yeah. And that's not what I needed. I needed someone to tell me they believed in me, you know, other than my mom at this point. Yeah. You know, so literally right. And by him saying, come see me, I don't believe that you did this just literally says to you as a kid, I don't believe that you can do this. Right. Right. And now I had this teacher who like you look up to, right. He's a teacher. Like he's like looking at me and I'm like, maybe he's right. Right. Maybe he's right about me. Maybe I can't do it. Right. Maybe my mom's wrong. And that's the things that go through your head. And then you're like, your mom's just your mom. So she's going to say it no matter what. Right. 
But that's mm-hmm. why I make those videos because your mom actually can see way better than the teachers can see you. You know what I mean? So like, I'm, I'm like, now I'm like, wait, my mom was right. They were wrong, you know? And I'm trying to change that because it's true. So is that something like in your mission and what you're trying to do, um, help mend and create a stronger relationship between the child and a mom or a dad? Right, exactly. And, and the reason why, like, I get a lot of messages like, hey, why don't you talk about dads? And I had a, I had a dad in my life, a great dad, right? But my mom was the one who was like in the battlefield with me. You know, she was. So like, I want to create this relationship where, hey, you got someone fighting for you, right? Because when you're young, your whole life, you're like fighting with your mom because she's the one making you do your homework. She's the one making you, you know, go to bed because you got school in the morning, be on time, all the things that you don't want to do. But your mom's, your mom's the one dealing with the teachers after school, all those things, tutors, figuring it all out, right? If you understand that your mom can see your potential, right? I didn't know this. But if, if I knew this y- younger, like my mom, everything she tells me is right about me. Like, why don't I go use it and go prove it to the world? Why was I waiting for the world to tell me who I am when I had my mom the whole time giving me the, the realest advice ever? You know, so I'm trying to, I know the parents are saying the same thing that I'm saying, but if they hear from me, right? I know they're going to hear it a little bit differently and they're going to go, wait a minute, what if my mom is right? And then if I can create that bond with them now, like I fought my mom until I was 18, but if I can create that bond now at like 12, 11, and they start to listen, and then I know they're going to prove it to themselves. And then the the whole world can change for these kids. So like, that's what I'm trying to do. And and the reason why I always bring up mom is because my mom was like that for me. And I speak from the heart. So I can't, I can't be like my dad. My dad had my back and other things, but this is my mom's time at this moment, you know, and, and that was it. You know, that's it. And that's what, that's, that's what it is. It's just, and it's, and you can see, look at all the moms that are showing up. Like, this is my life. Like it is the moms. It really is. I know there's great dads out there, but the moms are there. Like it's the moms. I just love that, man. You're, you're going off of your own experience. So you're talking about moms. It doesn't mean right. that dads are bad or they're crappy. No, no. Of course not, right? It's just you no. talking about your own life experience. And in your life, your mom was the one who was there from you. So for in those in those moments, so of course, you're going to relate back to those experiences that you had and then talk more about your mom. Right. That's it. That's it. I love that though. Just because like, and honestly, Jordan too, when I saw him too, I'm like, come on, well, I wonder why he's not mentioning a dad in there, but there's no judgment towards you. I was, just, it was just curiosity. You right, know what right. I mean? And I feel like that's what we need to understand about each other. Like not dictating what another person does, not being like, Jordan, you better talk about dads. It's like, no, right. If that, right. right. If that's not right. right for you, if that's not, uh, connects with you, who you are and your experiences that you had when you were a kid, then you shouldn't talk about a dad. You should talk about what resonated with you, what made sense for you. Right. And I'd say it all the time. I, I'm not someone that can get on camera and just fake it. Right. I can't. So I can't be like, dad, you know, I can't do it because I don't. So like, it doesn't come up. Right. Yeah. And like, I can't like my dad and my dad. And there's a lot of amazing single dads out there that I'm sure they're doing the same things that I'm talking about. But for me, if I got to go on camera and like speak about what happened, I can't, I got to go from what, like you said, like what my my life, you know, and I just, and that's it, you know, and that's how it is. But you know what? You could take that word mom in your head and make it dad, make it grandma, make it your aunt, make it your stepmom, whoever it is in your life that's doing the things that I'm saying. That's, you know, that, that, that's your hero right there. So, so you can find it through what I'm saying, you know, you just got to use your imagination a little bit, but it's there. I was just there. thinking, uh, dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. Just change the name. Literally it, like 
if it is a grandfather or a grandmother or whatever, just change it. The message is exactly the same. Just like right. change that one word so that it can relate to you in that moment. Yeah. And then there is, it, it's, I, I hear a lot of grandparents. I meet a lot of grandparents. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of aunts that are stepping up, you know, a lot of things that are going on and they're all doing the same thing. Hmm. And honestly, and I want to, so one of the, like the big things too, that I just want to ask you, um, and really just talk more about because in watching your videos and talking about this right now, that dynamic between a child and his mom, his parent, whatever it may be, is just such an interesting one. Uh, and I mentioned this before, but I remember when I was younger, you know, you your parents are really there in most situations to help and to guide you. And I love the message that you're putting out there that like your mom sees your potential. They see you more than you even see yourself and they see where you right. can be even more than you can see yourself. So like in those moments, moms are trying to do what they feel is best in order to help guide their, their, their child. But at least me as a kid, I didn't really understand that at all. Like I just wasn't getting it. I just thought she was telling me what to do, just to tell me what to do and just kind of riding me for right. no reason. As a kid, I'm like, what, like, you know what I mean? You just don't really get it as a child. Like, I don't know if your brain isn't developed quite yet to understand it, or it is just that weird dynamic relationship where it's like, all right, mom, I get it. You've told me this a thousand times. Cool. And it just like, doesn't right. process. It doesn't really sink in yet. Right. Right. And I think it also, when you're young, you're going through so much too, like in school, like you're trying to fit in, right? So many things are going on. So like the last thing you really want to, like your mom is not someone who's cool, right? In your own head. You're not looking at your mom like she's cool. You're looking at your mom like, like you said, I'm like my mom, like why, why can't I go out at 11 o'clock at night? You know, why can't I go drive my car? Why can't I, why can't I play video games? You know, why can't I do that? And it's like, it's, and you want, cause you're really trying to find yourself. But if you understand, like you said, your mom is trying to guide you into yourself if you understand what she's really doing, like you sit back and go, okay. And I talk to the kids. I'm like, guys, understand where she's coming from. You can listen to your teachers. You can listen to, to your friends, but no one's speaking from their heart. Like your mom, no one, no one's going to love you like your mom. No one's going to tell you the truth, like your mom, the real truth. So if you understand where she's really coming from, you're going to go, all right, I get it. Now I know where she's actually coming from. from whatever she's saying, she's saying, but where she's coming from is a whole different world than everyone else. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge thing to remember for these kids. And you know, I could see the difference. I really could see the difference where like, they're starting to say, hey, you know, my mom's actually my best friend, not, not my biggest enemy. And it's like everything she's telling me, even though it's hard for me to understand and see it right now, is for the benefit and the good of me. Right. That's it. And think yeah. about it, dude. Who do you call? Who do you call when you got a problem? Like, yeah. you're not, who are you calling? Like, I call my mom now when I get sick. I'm like, mom, I'm sick. I just, <laughs> I, you know, mom, she comes over. What do you need? You know, you need, you need you, she's trying to take you. She makes chicken soup, you know, drops it off. Like I'm 33, but I call my mom, right? I just, cause like I call her, I don't know. I just need her to know that I'm sick and I need her to tell me you'll be, you'll be all right. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. just like that weird thing you need to know, but it's, um, it's, 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 it's something that like you, you can't take for granted and you got to really use it. Cause that can get, that can get you another day, you know? Yeah. You know, and it's something too that, so I just became a parent almost eight months ago. Oh, congrats. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a new parent too, like two years ago, but I get it, man. It's the best. Nice, man. Congrats too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And isn't it interesting now to, to shift and to be on the other side of things? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Growing up, you just see everything from like the kid's perspective and now you're shifting. And I've, I even felt a shift even more be, uh, 
I felt the shift start to happen before I even came a parent, just because you're an adult and you're starting just to see things from this perspective more. But now being on this side of it, and I think about that, man, I'm like, I heard her name is Violet. And I'm like, I want to always keep an open relationship with her. You know, I don't ever want her to not come and talk to me or share things with me. And I'm like, like shit, I'm like, I'm always going to have her best interest in heart. I'm always going to try to help guide her and do what's best for her. And I'm already anticipating her in moments, just not fully grasping that yet. Right, right, right. And you think about that, right? Like you're thinking about this now, right? And you can't imagine, imagine like your daughter, like my son, imagine my son, like fighting with me when I'm trying to do this. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to, this is, I'm trying, I got your back here and you're fighting with me. Right. But it's such a hard thing for them to get, but I'm trying to do it. Again, come in a different way. Like I, I know exactly how you feel. Like I think about it all the time, my son, the same way you think about your daughter. Like I'm like, I want to be, I want them to be like, and think about this, the truest thing ever, right. Now that you're a parent, your whole day, right. You can have the best day in the world, but if your kid is not happy or your kid's sick or something's wrong, right your whole day does not matter. Right. Like it doesn't matter. Like if, if my son is sick at home and I'm not, it doesn't, I don't, I just want my son not to be sick. You know, I don't care whatever's good has happened in my life. I want, give me the sickness, you know, and mm-hmm. that's how much you love your kids. But, um, you know, that's the love that you have. That's the love that, that these parents have for their kids. Like they're not happy unless their kids are happy. No matter what yeah. they're sad, their, their kids are sad. They're sad. They're happy. And it's just like, you know, it, it all kind of connects that way, you know? So like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a huge thing that, we got to have that bond. You got to have it. And the kids got to see it. And it's like, it's awesome, man. It's like understanding too, um, from this perspective as an adult, as a parent, it's like, we're just, we're trying our best. You know, we're doing, yeah. you know, we have our own struggles. We have our own things, obviously, that come up. Um, and we're just trying to do our best for our kids. So like, Going back to like younger Justin and like looking at my mom in that way and being like, dude, she was just in every moment trying her best and doing what she can do, dealing with her own struggles, dealing with her own hardships, but every single day showing up for me. And in in moments, did she maybe shout or get frustrated? Yeah. But again, she was handling her own life. You know what I mean? Right. Right. To have that understanding and perspective, and that's like a good thing, I think, for like kids to understand now too. It's like when mom gets frustrated, it's not really at you. It's just life and things that are going on um, with her. And to have more of a of an understanding of that, I think can like shift worlds. Because as a kid, if you really know that about your mom or dad, always that they have your best interest in heart. They are always looking out for you. Even on the times where it may not seem that way, we're like, like for you, man, and like for me, my mom was like, just, you got to go to school. Like you have to go to school today because I would literally do the same thing. I would wait it at the end of the driveway, the bus would drive away and I would still be standing there. Right. And in those moments when I'm like, mom, like you can see how much this is like destroying me. Why are right. you making me go to school? It was for my best interest. It truly, of course it right. was. And in getting through those things and pushing through those, those absolutely made me a stronger, better person. Oh, yeah. And it's hard. Think about how hard it was for your mom. I remember my yeah. mom, like, push, like, it's hard for them. Like, you're crying. You know, they don't want you to suffer. You know, they don't want you to feel like, think about it. Like, you don't want your, when your kids cry, it's horrible, right? So, like, they know you're so worried and so worked up, but they got to push you through. Like, and that's a hard thing to do. That'll be hard for me to do. Like, my son, if that ever happens to my son, like, I, but I'll tell him, dude, this is it, man. This is the moment. You'll, you'll be, you'll be all right. And, um, but it's so hard for like the moms to push the kids there. And I talk about a lot of the moms, like you're saying, cause it's important for the moms. I always tell them, like, I was waiting for my mom to give up. 
I was waiting for it to give up because I would have took it in a second. I was I quit already, but my mom never did. So like, you can't mm. quit. I don't care if your kid's 19, you can't quit because he's waiting for you to quit. They're waiting for any reason to quit. Right. And I was, I was, and I tell him, Hey, you better not quit. You got to win the battle here, you know, cause that's going to make them not quit because Dude, you know how it is. That's so true. I never thought about it that way. And for me too, I, I did. I had same thing. I had already quit and I was just waiting for her to do. <laughs> wow. I was just waiting for her to be like, no, nah, you don't got to go to school today. Or during a science fair project, right. like, no, nah, you don't got to do that right now. Literally. And I would have just stopped. Right. Just, you would have, right. And it would be like, wow, this is great. But it really would be like detrimental. Yep. But, uh, but your mom was like, no, you're getting the project done. Right. That's it. I don't, your mom didn't want to do the project, but she knew you had to do it. <laughs> that's the thing. Like she, that's so true. Like she didn't want to do it either. And it's really so like, that must've been so hard for her to see me crying going to school and being so sad and feeling so anxious about it. Like right. really how difficult that must have been for her and how, but she knew again, for the betterment of me, for the betterment of her child, she had to keep pushing through. And that's great, man, that you're helping, like helping parents understand that more and just helping. It's so cool, man. Cause you're giving kids you're helping them understand their parents more. You're helping the parents understand their kids more. And sometimes you just need that little, you know, you just need that little bridge in between to create that connection to help give them that understanding. Because one of the biggest things I feel like that hurts us as a parent, as a kid, is that lack of communication, is that lack of understanding, is the, I, why are you doing this to me? I mean, not understanding that you're actually here to help me. Right. Right. Yeah. That's it. You to break and, those barriers, and the worry, man. and the worry. Like parents are so worried. Like I get, emails, I get so many emails every day, right? And they're just so worried, right? And I want to take away the worry. Like I remember this mom walked up to me. I was doing a book signing, and she was like, "Are you married?" I'm like, "Yeah." Did you have a kid? I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, that's so good to hear." I'm so worried. Like she thought because her daughter and son had an IEP that she was so worried, like that that they couldn't just get married or have a kid, right? Like just about that, like like. So like, I don't want, I remember how worried my mom was. My mom literally called every psychologist in New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, right? Like trying, like let my son needs help, right? Like we got to help him. And my mom was so worried. She would have went anywhere. I went, I remember driving over the Tappancy bridge, going to all these places, right? All these doctors. And like, it's just a really scary thing as a parent. Like I'm a parent now. Imagine bringing your kid to a, a psychologist. Then they come back with these diagnoses, right? Then you're all worried. There's so many worries, right? And like. I read my reports, right? I read them all and I, they scared me. And I, I read, they were mine. I'm like, this scares me. What is this? You know, this is me, you know? And you're like reading your report. I'm like, this is, I'm like, I'm like, this, this might, be, like, I don't even know what that is. Right. But like, as a mom or a dad reading it, like, I can't imagine what they're thinking in their brain, like about their kids. So like, I want them to know, Hey, whatever it is, whatever they're going through, right. This is the reason why they're going to make it. So don't look at the paper and go, oh no, this is, it's over, right? Look at the paper and go, all right, this is going to be a hard road, but we're going to get through it. And they're going to be stronger because of it. we're not going to quit. Like these are their strengths, right? These are not their weaknesses. Mm. And um, so like, it's a real, so I want to remove the worry and be like, hey, your son, your son's reading levels a third grade, but he's in sixth grade. So what, right? Is he still showing up? Does he feel good about himself? Does he, does he, does he have self-confidence? Is he working hard? Keep moving, right? Don't forget it, right? I'm, my reading level is probably still third grade. I wrote a book, you know, it was a top 2000 book on Amazon this morning. 
on all of Amazon. It's crazy, right? But I, and, and, and there's definitely a run on sentences and no commas and periods, whatever, right? That's not the point, you know? I'm not the best writer, right? But it's on the best sellers ranking, you know? So whatever, it's, 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 it's the message, you know? And it's the work ethic and the perseverance and the grit. It's not the reading level, the grades, the test scores, the SATs, the Ivy League. Forget that stuff. It's not, that doesn't make you, you know? And that's what these parents are always comparing to because that's school, right? But let's look at it differently. You know, let's look at it differently. I love that. It's important. Man. It is so important. I saw that you did a, there's a video the other day uh, where you're at the front door and you were talking to a little girl. Um, and uh, you asked her like, what was the biggest thing she struggles with? And she was saying uh, it was writing and it was getting her thoughts down to a piece of paper. And dude, you crushed it with her. So it's like, you said exactly what you just said right now. It's like you brought the example again, that you wrote a book that you right. Struggle with the same things when you were younger too, and you still struggle with them right now. And it's so real. That isn't even the part that matters. The part right. that matters is, are you going to give up? Are you still right. going to look at this in a positive way, regardless of the situation? Are you going to still keep pushing through? That is what really, truly matters. And when you were talking right. to that little girl, I'm like, that touched me. I was like, wow. I was like, that's, that's, that helped give me that perspective. I'm like, wow, that is it. It doesn't right. matter like what your grade is. Did you get a hundred or a 70? It really matters who you are being every single moment. And are you allowing these things to defeat you or are you allowing your struggle to become your strength? Right. That's it. That's Dude, it, that's man. That's, that's it. That's it. And that's, that's, and then imagine these kids now, like, all right, like that girl, I remember her, right. I was like, all right, now she's going to go back to her room, right. She's going to study, but and she's going to work really hard. Maybe she'll get a 60, right. But maybe last year when she got that 60, she was so down on herself and she just couldn't get out of bed the next day. But this time I wanted to be like, hey, I gave it my all. It wasn't about the 60. It was about how hard I worked to get that 60, you know, and like, let's go. Let's go to the next day, you know, mm -hmm. and that's how you do it, you know, and then her time will come, right? Just like your time will come. My time will, your time will come where you're like, you'll figure out who you are and then you'll rise to the occasion on your, whatever your gifts are and you'll get there. And yeah, some things will come easier to you, right? Maybe whatever your moment is. And then you're going to take that same work ethic and put it into your gifts and you're going to be unstoppable, you know? And then that's it. And then you're like, zoom, right? <laughs> but like, but, but you don't get there unless you go through that. And most of these kids, because I was, I was that kid, will quit before they ever see that. So that's what I, I don't want them because I know they're one moment away, you know? Mm -hmm. Might be a hundred moments, but it's one moment, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Dude, and where did this shift happen for you? Where did you go from... The kid who struggled to going to college, struggling to graduating, and then being like, "I need to, I need to contribute to the world in the way that I wish someone was helping me when I was younger." Like, how, like, where did that come from? So, all right, so like, I had this. So, I got denied from every college, right? So, I had a twin brother. He kept getting into every single college, right? And I would come home, and I started to realize if I got a small envelope, you know, I never would get in, right? It was no, it was no. My brother would always get like the big envelope, and dude, we took the ACTs together. I know. I, I didn't know one answer, right? So I just guessed and whatever. My brother didn't know one answer, but he guessed. But he was a better student. He had better GPA. He was a better student. But he did guess. I watched him. I saw him guess. He almost gets a perfect score on the ACT, right? So with his pretty good GPA and his almost perfect ACT score, I mean, he knows he guessed to this day. It's insane. He got into everything, right? And I'm like, oh, man. And I just wanted to be accepted like everyone else, right? So like senior year was winding down. And I just wanted to tell the kids I'm going to college because everyone was going to college. 
and I had nowhere to go. But dude, it was like a couple days left, and I got denied from every college, everyone. The guidance, I used to wander around the hallways in high school because I used to get anxiety and I'd walk around and I'd go to the nurse. And the guidance counselor saw me one day, like, hey, Jordan, you know, come to my office. I got this one last school you got to apply to. I know it's a reach at this point. You know, your GPA is a 1.7. They don't really accept anyone below a 2.0, but let's give it a shot. So I'm like, all right. As soon as I had entered you, my mom drove to the school and begged them to accept me. Beg them, like just begging them and begging them. And they had this program where you go to the school in the summer. It's called the Step Ahead Program. So they accept only like maybe 15 students, right, that have lower GPAs, maybe aren't ready for college on paper, but they know this program kind of get them to that level, like acclimate them towards college. But they only select a certain few. And like, you got to be like on this certain like guide, right, of like wherever your grades are, your SATs, everything. So they said to my mom on paper, Mrs. Toma, we don't accept kids like Jordan. Like, it's like we have to take the chance on other kids, give them the opportunity. And I get that, right? But my mom is so doesn't take no for answer. She's like, you don't understand. If Jordan doesn't come here and change his life, he's done. He's, ne- he's not going. He's never going to change his life. Because my mom knew I needed a new atmosphere, new people, another chance, right, to find myself. And my mom went there every day, dude. School year's winding down, right? She's going there. like she's, They don't even know who I am yet. They're trying to figure out what this crazy lady's doing. I got suspended from school like for the last day. Went home. I come home. There's an envelope. I got into the college, right? And I and I and my mom falls to her knees like I got into Harvard, right? It's hugging me, right? I'm like, mom, school starts tomorrow. I'm graduating tomorrow. I don't understand. Why do I have to go to school tomorrow? She's like, Tour, you don't understand. You got to go to the summer program first. And I'm like, mom, I didn't even want to go to college. I just wanted to tell the kids I got into college. I don't. I can't go to college. I failed at everything in my life. My mom said, Jordan, get tomorrow morning, you get in the car, you, you're not not going, right? I'm like, I'm not going. And I called the director of the program, told him I wasn't going, caused a big scene. Next morning, I woke up, my parents packed the car, packed everything in to get in the car. You know, I was respectful enough to listen, right? I wasn't going to start fighting with my parents like, like a crazy person in the morning, right? And I was, I was 18 years old. And I remember my mom said, get in the car. And I used to jump out of my car on the way to school all the time. So they locked the doors. They didn't know if I was going to jump out. I was losing my mind. And I was crying, dude. I had anxiety. I was, and I hated my mom. This morning, I've never hated anyone so much in my life. That morning, I hated my mom. I said, mom, you're trying to ruin my life. You're trying to ruin everything for me. Dude, they left me at that school. I started to cry in the dorm room. I went to the bathroom. And I used to have real long hair like covering my eyes. And I went to the bathroom, I turned the lights on, I just saw myself crying and I was crying and like, I couldn't catch my breath. And I didn't want the college kids to see me crying. And I don't know what came over me, but I just looked at myself crying in the mirror. Sometimes when you stare at yourself, you know, long enough, you realize like, Hey, this is the guy that's going to make the change here. And I said to myself, like, Jordan, you can't live like this anymore. You can't run from this exact moment anymore. I've been running my whole life. I can't, I'm here now. I don't know what it was, man. Something just came over me. And I went back to my room. I set my alarm for 6 a.m. And I went to the cafeteria in the morning. I went to class. For the first time in my life, I sat in the front of the classroom. I took my notes, even though I can't read my handwriting. I got an assignment. I did the assignment. Two days later, I got it back. I got an A on the assignment. I looked up and I said, I can do, I'm a college kid. I can do this. I said, I've been selling myself short my whole life. I can do it. Dude, right there in that moment, I don't know if it was the mirror or was the proof that I can do it. I remember I went to the bookstore and I put the college shirt on because I never, I didn't want to wear it. I put it on that day. I said, I'm never, I sold myself short my whole life. I can do this, man. And, and I had people that believed in me there. The teachers believed in me. Social workers believed in me. Like everyone believed in me. 
and I started to work really hard. I started to understand the way that I learned. And I started to realize that I could do it. And that moment right there was like, I can do this. Dude, when I did that, I got through college. I graduated that program with a 4.0. I had a 1.7 to a 4.0. Dude, I got a certificate for the hardest worker. I worked hard from freshman year to college every day in the library. I graduated with a 3.3 GPA. Right after that, I started selling windows door to door. I sold the most windows every single day because I would run to every door. But I had like this momentum from that moment, right? Of like, I can do this. That was like my biggest mountain at school. So after I said I could do that, I could do anything, right? And I was like, boom, I started selling windows. I'm like, no test, no, just sell it, boom. Then I became a financial advisor. I did that whole thing. Then I started buying real estate. I did that whole thing. And I'm like, everything that I did from that step-ahead program, I'm like, I never thought in a million I'd ever be, be anybody in my life. I said, these kids are, are quitting before they get here. I got to go get them. So then I started to start out. Then I started, I'm just kidding, with IEP slowly. I started to write my, my book. I started to figure it out. I take the, like the same work that they do as I did in the, in, the, in the classroom, in the windows, and as an advisor, everything I did in my life, real estate. And I said, I'm going to put all of that into this and I'm going to reach everybody. And I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do it. And, and that's what I did. And then that was that moment that led me to this moment now, 2022. But it took me, I really started, I'm just kidding, with IEP slowly, like seven years ago, but nobody knew me. I would post, but nobody you know, I had one view, you know, but that's how it starts. Right. But I was used to that. I was always the underdog, right. So it didn't matter because my life. So, and then that got me to where I'm at now, you know? So wild, man. It was just like that. You just needed like that little bit of confidence to know that's, that's dude, our, it's crazy, right? The only thing that stops us, our barrier is us. It's, it's it. the limits that we put on ourselves. And the fact that you just like, you knew, you like in that moment washed away all those limits. You did. And then so they were gone. And I was like, what if my mom was right about me? I kept saying, what if everything she told me was right? I remember thinking that. Like, what if she's right? Right. And then I used that. And one thing I tell the parents too, like, you think your kids aren't listening. I promise you they hear you, but they hear you in that moment, right? The moment, maybe I didn't hear my mom when I was 15, but when I was 18 in my dorm room, getting it right and figuring it out, I heard my mom the whole time from when I was younger, right? I remembered everything she told me. So that's why those words are so important as the mom to keep going. And uh, yeah, it helped me carry me through a lot of my days, you know, a lot of nights, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, even now, you know, I mean, like when I wrote my book, dude, I asked every publisher to publish me. Everyone told me no. Everyone told me, no, it's not a good book. No, you know, and they didn't know me. And I don't blame them, right? But I still wanted to put myself out there and give them my manuscript. Hey, read it. Dude, everyone, I emailed everyone, every inquiry. I remember doing it all night long. Everyone told me no. It's all right. Well, I'm going to self-publish it anyway. You know, and now it's, it's been like, it, it was almost, a, it was the ranked 120 biography on all of Amazon the other day. Now it like fluctuates, but it's pretty crazy. But now publishers call me now. Hey, Jordan, you know, we, but I'm like, but why didn't you believe in me? Why didn't someone believe in me? But that's okay. No one's going to believe in you, but you got to believe in you, Right. So in that moment, I wasn't like, why doesn't anyone want me? I was like, okay, but I believe in me. So I believe in me now enough at this point. So everyone can tell me, no, I'm self-publishing this book and I'm going to make it happen because of that moment in the classroom though. I remember that moment, right? And um, the, whole, the whole thing. So now the book, you know, is doing great, but it all goes back to that moment where I said, hey, like I could do this. So it's, a, it's, it's crazy. But think about how many kids there are out there that are missing that moment. They're missing it just because they quit. And I can't let them do that. I can't let them do it. 
Right. Imagine, yeah. dude, if you didn't go to school that day, if your mom didn't right. like back you up a thousand percent and help you get right. into that school. And right. it was like that day that you hated your mom more than you hated anyone ever was literally right. the thing that needed to happen in order for you to break free, to break through your limitations and to grow into the person that you became. Right. And that's, and that is the truest thing ever, right? Like the, the most hateful day was actually the, the greatest day, you know, and like your toughest days are your greatest days. And yep. it's just nuts how it works, but you can't see it unless you, unless you look back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you kind of needed to be like really broken down in that moment to have that complete shift of everything for you to start to see things in a different way. And I think it's like, it, it's good for parents to hear that. Like those moments where you know, you're doing the right thing, but your kid kind of hates you in that moment. It's okay. Right. There's a light at the end of the tunnel and you know, you're doing it for the right reason. A hundred percent. Dude, when I went to, uh, uh, college. I went to the University of Rhode Island uh, my freshman year, and I pledged the fraternity that first semester, and I got crushed. And I had like no, like barely any time to study. And like I told you, I had to study in order to do well. And I would be anxious about not studying. I literally at the end of uh, the uh, first semester, I had a one point seven GPA. What do you know? Oh wow, and, that's a that's a special number, man. Yeah. <laughs> And my mom's like, yo, you're not going back to college. And I, she's like, you're not going back. And she was paying for everything. And I was like, I right, right. hated her for not sending me back. I was so mad at her. She's like, listen, you want to go back, go to the community college for a semester. If you pay for yourself and you do really well, I'll send you back. And that couldn't have been the fairest thing ever. But at the time... I was like, you're crazy. I hate you. You're taking away my college experience. Just like a little, right. you know, a, just a little brat of a kid. But, you know, being at that age, being seven, I was 17, 18 at that time. But so I did that. I went to my community college. I paid for it, which just, you know, that's like a whole other thing. When you're paying for yourself, you approach that situation differently. So that taught me a lesson in itself. And then I did really, really well. I got uh, B pluses and A's and everything. And then so she sent me back to school the next year. But at that time, I literally don't know if I hated anybody more than I hated her then. And after, like during it, like after it, and then even more years after, really it sunk in. And I was like, I am so grateful for that. I'm so appreciative that she didn't just send me back, that she taught me a lesson and taught me to be more disciplined, taught me to work harder. And so, so grateful for, for that experience with her. But at the time, not the case at all. Right. Right. That's it. At the time you don't know, but like she, she made you, she made you go back. You had to, maybe you felt like you were going backwards, but she knew you had to fight. You had to prove it to yourself again. Like you had to, you had to take that step back and be like two steps ahead. And that's what you did, you know, but think about mm -hmm. it. You didn't have a mom like that did that. At, like it, it, what would it, what would end up happening? Maybe you, maybe you would have failed out. Maybe who knows, right? What would happen? But it's just, um, it's really the the person in your life that could see it for you. It was your mom, you know. It was my mom for me. There's a lot of other moms out there that you know you really got to listen to in those tough moments. You know that it all makes sense later. It really yeah. does. And it really, it's like your your mom, your dad, like your parents, like they know you so so well, and because their brains are fully developed. They right. are able to have a better understanding of things. And as a kid, you just don't see that yet. Right. You don't, you don't, you don't see it. And you know what? The cool thing is about like parents too. Like I always tell like, even like cool thing about my parents, like whenever I told them like my dreams and stuff, they never told me like, that's crazy. 
Like they never like, like they always like said like, all right, I think you could do it. Like my mom was like, yeah, you could do it. I'm like, mom, I'm going to speak in every school in the country. She's like, you could do it. Right. Like crazy things. I said, mom, I'm going to deliver books in Australia and Ireland. I'm going to do it everywhere. She said, you can do it. Right. She said, that's crazy, but you could do it. Right. But she never told me like I could never. And the dude, I had a full blown career, like in the middle of this. Right. Like I had a, a career. I was doing things like I was doing like I had a family, I had everything. Right. And I had to make that transition to like go for it. And I know they were scared and worried because like, you know, I have kids and I have a mortgage and I have a life like we all do. Right. We got pills. We got everything like all the pressures of life. But like my mom and dad know, know who I am. And if I don't, if I don't go after like what I want to go after, like I'm not, I'm not happy. Right. So like I got to go. And then I think about like my son, right? Like I want my son to see, or my, I have a daughter on the way in February and, uh, and I want my kids to say, Hey, like dad went for it. Like, I don't care if I lose everything, but I went for it. Right. I went for it. I want them to go for it. And I want to lead by example. So I tell them, Hey, you can be anything you ever want in your life. You better go for it, dude. I went for it and I'll show you. You can see it. Look, I went for it. Now it's time for you to go for it. You know, I want to lead by that example. So when I think about the things that I go for, like whatever I think in my head, I always go for it for the sake of my kids one day looking back going, hey, my dad went for it. Hey, my mom went for it. I'm going to go for it too. And I think that's really awesome as, you know, because my parents never stopped me from going for it. They didn't say, hey, Jordan, you have a, you have a career, you have a 401k, you have health insurance. Like, you have a family, just calm down, right? Like they didn't say that. They're like, just go, Jordan, just figure it out, you know? So like, it was cool because you kind of want that little like acceptance from the people in your life, like your mom and dad, you know, to say, hey, like, like you, you want to feel them out because like, you know, they care about you. So, but you also got to know that like they're thinking they're, they're scared for you too. So like when they tell you things like you got, they're coming from a place of love, but they also might not understand exactly your dreams, but like, but like, if you could say, Hey, listen, I'm scared for you. Right. It's going to be crazy, but I believe in you. Right. That's all you need. That's all you need. And then you'll go do it. You will do it. You will really do. Th- you will shock yourself. You really will. I've shocked myself many times, man. I'm still shocking myself, but like you will do it. Uh, that's beautiful <laughs> that your parents approach it that way. That's so good. You know, and I saw your post, the, I saw your post very recently, uh, or maybe within the, maybe the past couple of days of it was five years ago, I think, like to the day, and you were at some like school thing or. Uh, oh, that, you... That's today. That's the yeah, convention today. Yeah, five yeah, years yeah. today from today, I was there. Yeah. Wow. Right, and you were there. Uh, it was five years ago. You said only two people had walked by because you were trying to meet uh, people in school, so you could go speak. Only two people actually wrote down their information, and now five years later, you're booked out for the whole of 2023, the whole booked, year. Yeah, so I'm booked out like like every month. I have a speaking engagement until 2023, all over the country all over. And I, and I remember sitting there and nobody would let me anywhere. I have three next week. So it, it's really crazy how like your life can change. And, um, but if you, if you don't quit, right. And my mom was there the whole time too, which is cool. My mom helped me set my table up. She was standing there and I was like young, dude, I was like five years ago. So I was in my twenties and I was still trying to figure out like my message, you know, and I didn't, you know, when you start a business, you don't know, like, you don't know. I didn't have a, I didn't have a, Website. I didn't have an email address. I didn't have anything. I just had like this bio that I literally typed on Vistaprint and like a like a like a like an old school bio. And then I um and I just stood there and uh, but nobody came by. But but now you know I think if I went there, I'm gonna go there next year. I'm gonna get get a booth. And but now it's it's a whole different world now. Uh, But you know what? I wanted to quit. I drove home. I was really upset that day. I remember drove home and 
I, you know, I felt defeated, but I said, you know what? I've been here before, you know, this is, this mm -hmm. is where you, this is where you gotta go hard, you know? And, uh, and if I quit, dude, if I quit, right. I never, I wouldn't be talking to you. Right. I wouldn't be in this moment, but I didn't quit, you know, and I, and I, and what didn't, what helped me didn't quit was I thought about my younger self, you know, and I couldn't quit on my younger self and I had to keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool how it, how not quitting really changes your life. And I quit a lot in my life and I'll never do it again. So it's important not to quit. I don't care how bad it gets, how hard you can't quit. Cause when you quit, then it lasts forever. And it's you placing that limitation and choosing to quit. It's it, that's like the, the, the thing that I think is so important. It's really, it's not the outside circumstances. It's not everybody telling you no, that made you quit. It's you choosing to quit because it's, it's literally you doing that because if like in your situation, it's so awesome, not choosing to quit, keep moving forward. Look what happened. So it's just, it's not the outside stuff. All those publishers telling, you no, no one going up to your booth. That wasn't it. That wasn't the, like, if you had stopped back then, Jordan, that wouldn't have been the reason why you didn't, you weren't successful. The reason why you wouldn't have been successful is because you chose not to continue forward, but you right, did. Right. And you pushed through all those things. And that's like, and stories like this are so huge and so important because, and everyone I've talked to has struggled in some way, shape or form. Like no one, like when you want to become a speaker, you're not just boom, a speaker. You know what yeah. I mean? It just, it just doesn't happen that way. The struggle is always going to be there. Every person you see right now that's successful struggled. They just oh, chose yeah. to not let that struggle determine who they are. And they chose to keep moving forward because they believed in themselves. They believed in their message and they knew if they kept just taking one step forward every single day that they would get there. And then they did. Right. That's it. And, 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 and it's so easy like to think about and say, but it's so hard in the moment. Yeah. Like when you, cause you, cause it's so, you're so hopeless. Like you like, I remember driving home going, how is anyone ever going to find, I'm just kidding. I, how no one even wanted to come by my booth. Right. But like you, and then, and then think about it. You post the video, nobody watches it. Post another video, nobody watches it. Then your family members are watching it only. Right. You get a like from your mom. Right. And your cousin. Right. And then, they, then they're probably making fun of you. Right. Like, look at what are you trying to be Jordan? Right. And like, and you know, and then they can talk, right. They can say those things. Right. But but it doesn't matter, right? But it it's about like, hey, I'm posting this video, right? And I'm going to keep getting better. I'm going to get better in front of the camera. I'm going to get better as a speaker. Like I was never, I, I didn't know how to become a speaker. Dude, I remember I wanted to be a speaker, right? And there, I was like, how do I become a speaker, right? I don't even know how to do this. And there was these companies that would reach out to me. I would fill these things out. Oh, come to our training program. It's $4,000. Sit down. We go over your whole thing, right? I understand it's a good thing to figure it out. But I would write back and go, dude, I can't sit in a classroom and learn how to speak. I have to get up there and mess up a hundred times to figure this out, dude. I cannot just write something. I don't even know how to write. I got to say it and figure it out, right? I got to say it a hundred million times so I figure this out. And I remember saying to myself, all right, that's what I got to do. So I would just go speak anywhere for free, anywhere. And then I would speak at like my dad's retirement party. I would speak at wedding. Whenever I got a chance to get on the mic, I wanted to get those jitters out of my body, like to feel more comfortable. And that's what I would just do. I went to like every single thing I could possibly go to. And, um, and I still get nervous no matter what, like you get nervous when you see a thousand people come in, you're like, Oh my God, what am I going to say? <laughs> but, but I've been there and, um, but I learned, man, I learned, I'll never forget it, dude. First time ever school in California said, Hey, Jordan, we think you send us an email. We have no idea who you are. You don't even have a website. We're, we're willing to give you 500 bucks to fly to California and speak at this school. Right. And I said to them, this was 2017. I said to my wife, I said, Kate, 
They want me to speak at the school. I don't even know where this is, but the plane ticket, $600, they're going to give me 500. I think I said, this is not good business, but I'm going to go anyway, right? And she's like, why are you going to go? I'm like, Kate, I'm going to go because the experience is worth way more than the money. I don't care about the money. There's kids there that need it. And then there's the experience of me trying to become a speaker. I got to go. I got to go do this. I'm not ready, but I got to go. I got in a plane, dude. I flew to California. I wasn't ready. I had no idea what I was going to say, but I'm like, I just got to do it. I got there, man. The, the, the gymnasium filled up with 700 kids. I started getting that panic attack. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And dude, I just did it, right? I just did it. I don't know if it was good or not. I just did it. I didn't know have a good flow. It was all rough. Right when I got on that airplane, I got an email from one kid. It said, Jordan, I was going to quit on myself. And now I'm not going to quit. Thank you so much. That's all they said. Email me, right? And that's all I needed. That's all I needed. I was like, I got to do this again, you know? And it was cool to see that because I didn't know if anyone heard me. I didn't know if anyone was listening, but it was, it was not how I envisioned my being a speaker. Right. But that's not how you don't just have like this huge crowd cheering you on. That's how it goes. You know, I thought I was going to have like this, this cheering crowd. Like no, it wasn't like that. And yeah. uh, no one even knew who I was, but it was a really cool experience. But I learned a lot from that day by, by going for it. You know, when I wasn't ready, it was cool. That's so really cool. cool. So awesome, man. I'm so glad that you that you made you took that leap and that you went that day uh and spoke. Because right in the moment, it's like, well, they're paying me five, the flight six, I'm losing money here. But the experience and you actually going and doing it and becoming literally a speaker was um was worth everything. And then that email after. Oh, was that, that was everything. I was so everything. happy. Like I just felt so good, like that that kid, like I, I don't know who that kid is, but like just the fact that they aren't going to quit now is, is important. That was, who knows where they are now? Maybe they're doing what their dream is, right? But it's, it's awesome. Yes. And dude, I want to ask you too. So the question I ask every single guest on the podcast um, is, so my you know, goal, what I'm here to do is to help shift the consciousness of the planet to be one that is more loving and kind, peaceful, empathetic, understanding, forgiving, a consciousness that is more one the consciousness that loves each, loves more on each other. So Jordan, how do you feel like every single day, just in your daily life or the amazing work that you're doing, how do you feel like you are helping contribute uh, to that sort of a shift of consciousness? I feel like um, I'm just reminding people of who they really are, right? So like, I think everyone's a good person. I think everyone has a huge heart. I think everyone cares about each other, right? I really do. But I think that, we, we get lost in that, you know, with our own struggles and then we become negative and we become negative to other people. So I believe that like what I'm doing in, when it comes to that is that I'm just reminding people how strong they are, how much of a good person they are and how much of a, of, of a per, real person that they are. And they can do real amazing things. And by doing that and by bringing people up, right, I believe that they're, they're building better relations with their friends, their moms, their dads, people outside in the world. And then when people really understand their own struggles, you can help a lot of people. So like when I, when I see these kids and I help these kids, I know by me helping them, they're going to feel good about themselves and they're going to want to go out and help other people. So I believe I'm just doing that, man, just starting this domino effect in the same way you're trying to you know, change the world. I'm trying to do the same thing. And just, I want people to be good people, man. I want people to build each other up, you know, cause you know, just, just, just be proud of people's wins man and just just pump them up i'm all about just like hey you did something great i'm like that's awesome dude like i love people that go for things like when they tell me i'm like tell me you want you want to what do you want to be what do you want to tell me you better go do it you know and like i yeah. love that like i and i just want them to, i want people to go for it i love that man that's so good you're really 
helping so many kids have more confidence in themselves and be their truest self and not beat themselves up so bad, not think that they're stupid or that they're not good enough. Like that is moves. That's huge, man. That moves mountains. I mean, for adults, but for kids, that is just, yeah, that's something that's so special that you're doing, man. And like really talking to you now, watching your videos, I'm like, how did this type of a person not exist before. And maybe there are other speakers doing similar things. I don't know. But I was like, you really tapped into something I think that is really special and very, very important. So man, I appreciate really so much the work that you're doing, the energy that you're putting into this. The passion that comes through you is transparent, man. It's beautiful to see. Awesome, man. Thank you. I mean, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me and get, get me to you know share my message on here. And yeah, man, I don't know. I thought about it before. Like when I started this, I never like started this and said like, is there anyone doing this? I, 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 I did it later. I looked around and said, there was no one really doing like this niche, right. Of, of, of situations. But I, every time, like I went for it, I would just always just remember myself, like sitting in my room, like just feeling like hopeless listening to, I remember I used to listen to Lincoln park, like over and over again. And I was my favorite CD, um, in my room, you know, Lincoln park, like the song run away, dude, there's a song run away. I sit in my room and I would say like, I want to run away you know, never say, and I remember just listening to that song because I, I would run away from home a lot because I hated how I felt all the time. And I would run away and I would listen to Lincoln Park and I would always run away. And I, I think about like that moment and how many kids are maybe sitting there like listening to, you know, that, that song, but other songs, just quitting. And man, I, and I just got to keep going, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. know where this is going to take me, but I know nowhere in my story will ever read I gave up. So whatever happens, you know, happens. Nice, man. So good, buddy. And before, uh, before we cut out, if you can just let people know where they can find you online on social media. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm just a kid with an IEP or search Jordan Toma. You can find me on TikTok. I'm just a kid with an IEP or Jordan Toma. And then I have a Facebook group page. It's called I'm Just a Kid with an IEP LLC. Um, there's a lot going on there. There's a subscriber hub. I do a live every single morning. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. So those are all the places. Then you get my book on Amazon. Yes. Nice, man. And we're going to put all that stuff in the show notes. We will definitely be putting a link uh, to the book in the show notes as well. My man, Jordan, I feel like, dude, man, I feel like there's, I don't know, there's being both from the Northeast. I feel like we look similar in a way. Maybe there's some sort of Italian going on. Are you Italian? I'm Italian. Are you hundred percent? Are your mom and dad Italian? Uh, My, my dad is, I, I'm a mix. I'm Italian, Portuguese uh, and Irish. Oh, Uh, cool. There's a connection here, man. And I just, I have so much love for you, man. I really do appreciate so much the work that you're doing. You are really helping shift things and to be able to tap into kids and be able to shift that journey for them into a more positive one, one that's filled with more self-love, one that's filled with more acceptance due to get them earlier in life is amazing. So thank you, brother, for real. It is, I mean, no, I appreciate it. And that, that's it, man. Cause like the kids are the future, you know, and like, I, and I know how tough it is being a kid, but like, if they can love themselves, right. If we can lo- all love ourselves, right. How much of a cool place would this whole world be? Cause a lot yeah. of us don't love ourselves. Right. But like, if you could really just like look in the mirror and go, I, I was, I'm short. I used to hate that I was short. Right. I hated it. My brother was tall. I, was, I couldn't, I didn't understand it, but like, now, like, I don't even care. I don't care how short I am. I don't care if I keep shrinking or whatever. But, like, I hated being – now I'm like, I don't care about short. I don't care what. Like, I inside who I am is I know who I am. And yes. that's what these kids need to know, you know. It's not about the outside. It's about on the inside how you feel. And then the world will look at you by the way you feel on the inside, not the way you actually look.
you know, it's a crazy thing, but it's the truth, you know, inside, like inside. That was perfect. That was, that's so true. What an awesome way to really wrap things up, man. Thank you so much, buddy, for being here and sharing your work uh, and sharing who you are. Everybody, thank you also uh, for hopping in, hanging out with me and Jordan for a little bit. Uh, Love you all so much and cannot wait to see you next week. Take care. See you, buddy. See you later.